Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. So it's really crazy to believe that we are already in recovery, healing in the holidays, part three. No kids, <laughs> man. Like, Jeez. Where, Seriously. Have you noticed that the holiday time seems to go in a different time frame, like light speed? I, I and this probably ties into the topic today a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I find a mix of both. Um, sometimes <laughs> it goes really fast. And then there are other parts that 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 are a little little rougher, intolerably um, slow. Yes, and that's going to so tie right into what we talk about today. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so, if you're listening to this podcast, just know that we we have done uh, episode 47, which was recovery healing in the holidays, part one, preparing for and managing triggers. And then last week we did uh, part two, which is self care. Forget that; it's the holidays, bro. <laughs> that was a good one. And this week, uh, what we're doing now is Recovery Healing in the Holidays Part 3. This is our final installment uh, with this three-part series. And it's finding serenity in the midst of family, quote, stuff. That's a lot. And Steve and I have no idea what this topic is about because we have no family stuff at the holidays. No family issues (laughs) with anybody ever, ever. (laughs) Well, the, uh, so the, you know, of course you and I, <clears throat> after having been in so many years of recovery and working through our issues, and of course we work with our clients, uh, you know, every day, we now have the ability to see, f- you know, family in the holidays as both a challenge and an opportunity. And yes. of course, for most of my life, I would never have said it was an opportunity, but I'm going to tell you, if you, if you get to the place in, in your healing and recovery where you want to really start to do the deeper work 
and you're like, okay, I want to see where, where the gaps are, where are the, where are the holes in my healing or recovery things that I want to improve on old habits that are still there lingering. How do I, how do I figure out what those things are? Just enter into the holiday period with extended immediate and extended family. And you'll be shown all the holes and gaps, (laughs) what it is that you're trying, you're wanting to work on. (laughs) I like to say the teacher shall appear. Oh my gosh. In the holiday so classroom. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yep, you were right. <laughs> well, and and you know, as I look at this, uh, this whole idea of 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 navigating family stuff, I ref- just like you, man, I, I reflect on past years. I mean, nothing, nothing I think would bring my well, just speaking of myself, my my codependency to the surface, probably more than holiday time. Um, the, the pressure for a codependent, you know, and somebody who likes to people please and keep everybody happy is it, it, I mean, I'm not exaggerating this time of year can really feel hellish for, for those who struggle with that, because just by its very nature, the fact that you've got your family and not just your family, right? Like your, your spouse and your children, but then you have your whole extended family, you have in-laws, you have, all right. That between all of these different people, all these different areas, um, it's really difficult, if not impossible for many, to, especially depending on the on the dynamics involved, to navigate the holidays in a way that keeps everybody happy. Yeah. You know, you're gonna let down somebody. And for 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 those of us who get pulled into people pleasing, that is really hard. It is, you know, and the thing to remember, you know, I of course I I love the neuropsychology or the brain science of so much of this. And mm-hmm. if you really, it's really a time also for self-compassion and self-kindness, self-understanding. Yes. I mean, realize when you step into the holidays, we're stepping into a history that has been rehearsed and repeated our entire lives, year after year after year. And that is powerful wiring in the brain, a set of memories and connections that as soon as you step into that holiday environment, the sounds, the smells, the music, the people, that that whole network from the past flips on like the whole, like Vegas at night. It's like, boom. And now you, you can find that all bets are off. It's like, why do I suddenly feel like I'm standing in front of my domineering dad and I'm eight years old, mm, right? I'm yeah. 43. Yes. Or I'm shrinking in, in the, in, in the, in the, in the, uh, in stern gaze of my mother-in-law. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, I don't know what's just happened to me. It's like, I'm somebody different. Yes. And that's what, that's what those holidays can do. So, you know, be patient, be kind. Yeah. It's a, it's a very powerful time with regard to emotion, what's happening to the brain, um, family roles, you know, in fact, let's let's just jump in and talk about that right now. You know, yeah. it's really tough because you have a balancing act during the holidays. You're balancing time between family, mm-hmm. uh, a coupleship if you're if you're married, and yourself. Yeah, trying to hold all those balls in the air and know where the lines are and the boundaries and how to take care of you know all of those at once. And one of the things that will throw it all off the rails so quickly is what you know we like to call uh, enmeshed family dynamics, mm-hmm. yeah. right? When you step back into, especially when you step back into the family of your childhood, even though you're now well into your adult years, don't be surprised when 
old family roles, old attitudes, old ways that you felt and thought, ways that people expect you to behave, all of that now bumps up against your new healing and recovery skills. And man, oh man, you're, what you've been learning in, in your healing and recovery can go off the rails so quick mm-hmm. in that family dynamic. Yeah. It, it's, it can even, you could even describe it in some ways as a collision, right? Sure. And it's, so what, what do you do about that? Because you're what? going to fall into it. Oh yeah. Well, and I, and I think, you know, a good way to put this too, because oftentimes, you know, these, it's not to say that all these dynamics are bad, right? I mean, the holidays themselves, right. Specifically around like Thanksgiving and Christmas, at least in American culture, but I think in most, many parts of the world, I mean, are regarded definitely as by far the two biggest holidays of the year. And they tend to be the ones I think the most steeped in holiday tradition, right? We were, we're, what we're what we're really talking about today is how new ways of doing things, all of the skill sets that we learn in recovery about transparency and openness and setting boundaries. What we're talking about is how those are coming up, not against just your family dynamics, which is complicated enough, but years, decades or more of tradition. Yes. Right. And all kinds of traditions, not just this night we have a dinner and you know, this is what the tree looks like, but there's also emotional traditions and yes. interacting traditions. Unless, Many, uh, unless oh, Steve ahead. and I be clear, because I can, I heard when you just made that comment a minute ago, I want to <laughs> make sure that everybody listening doesn't interpret this as, Oh, Mark and Steve are like holiday humbugs. Oh yeah. Of course. Not saying that the holidays are negative or, Oh my gosh, I can't no. wait till these are over. We just, what we're really about on this podcast is how can we make them as, as connecting and wonderful and memorable and peaceful as possible? Yes. How do you, how do you take the things that you're learning now, right? The new ways of communicating, the new ways of doing things as, you know, with yourself, with your spouse, interacting with these other groups of people, be it family or friends or whatever. And how do you help those worlds meet? Because yes. a common dynamic I see co- couples that I work with, you know, that come up against is they learn as they're learning really healthy ways of communication, you know, and transparency. Um, it's, you know, tradition, traditions can in so many ways be so good, but there is the potential for them, I think, to hold us back in our thinking. Right. Yes. I think uh, I, I many, uh, many a recovery, both individually and as a couple could easily write on their tombstone in quotes, but it's the holidays. <laughs> yes. But it's but it's Christmas time, right? Yeah. And that statement usually it, too often, I think, it either precedes or immediately follows us making some sort of an exception <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah. in, in what we have found to work as we navigate this process. That's so true. And last week we we applied what you're saying to, of course, to our self-care that can go out the window because it's yes. the holidays. You, you said you know, the times you ate an entire pumpkin pie, you know, in one sitting because it's the holidays, right? (laughs) And so here's the thing, because we're talking about family and relationships to on this episode, a lot of times that the it's the holidays can also lead us to to basically violate our boundaries. Yeah, with people who are perhaps uh, maybe abusive or inappropriate or whatever. Yeah. Maybe with our with our own old habits of of how we relate to others, 
we can kind of say in our mind, well, it's the holidays. So I'll, I'll just let all that slide. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a pass. And here we go right back into the old mold. Yes. And we're just encouraging all of us to, to be very mindful of that pervasive attitude and say, whoa, 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 wait a second. No, it's the holidays. And it's actually a, a, a wonderful opportunity to hold boundaries and to be healthy and to establish new traditions and new ways of doing this. Yeah. We just always fall back into the old default. Absolutely. No, I, uh, I mean, I mean, that's the, and that, and you know, it's so subtle <laughs> I know. or it, it can is. be so subtle, right? Because, you know, in many cases, your married relationship and your interaction with how that marriage relationship relates to your family, with your in-laws, you know, with friends and other coupleships and all that stuff, you know, all we know is what we know, right? And so oftentimes we get caught in patterns without even realizing that kind of perpetuate some of that dysfunctionality and can hold us back in this healing recovery process. And you and I have talked about before we started this, how I think I probably everyone on some level can relate to this idea of without even knowing it, getting pulled back into, you know, between all of the triggers involved, right? It's your family. It's your, the home you grew up with, with the people you grew up with, with your parents, before you know it, it's not uncommon, I think, for a spouse to look at their spouse and be like, this must be what they used to be like when they were 12. All this weird (laughs) stuff was going on, right? (laughs) Because we do, we just get pulled back into these old ways of doing things. And and again, that's not all bad. Um, Tradition can be really awesome in a lot of ways. But if it brushes up, I mean, I am of the opinion, and I think Mark is as well, that at the end of the day, I, I, I feel like we have fought too hard too long for anything, including long-standing 50-year-long family traditions to threaten the blood, sweat, and treasure that has gone into building, rebuilding a relationship, my relationship with my wife specifically, right? In a healthy way, in a way that's functional. No matter how good those other things are, I, I myself made the decision a long time ago that recovery works best for me when it goes in that clear order we talk about, right? God and self are kind of along the same lines because they they kind of play off of each other. My spouse and then kind of everybody else. Yes. You know, that goes after that. Because yep. if, and if one thing threatens something else higher up on the rung, for me, that's a clear indicator something's off, right? Yeah, and there can be a tendency. And I was I was guilty of this for a lot of years. There can be a little bit of a tendency when the holidays hit and we're back into those those old environments and roles and that old networking in your brain switches on. In some ways, if I have to, if I'm going to be, you know, brutally honest, I would sometimes throw my wife under the bus. Mm, yeah. uh, because now it's yeah. slipped back into, you know, the mark role in the family. Now it's me and my yeah. family, and my wife is standing out on the fringe. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. What happened to all the stuff we talked about, the boundaries and how I'm first and right. It's yeah. It's very easy to get into this, you know, well, my family loyalty versus her and how do I navigate that? And right. And so if, if we're not careful, holidays can take a hit to our relationships when what we want to do is exactly the opposite. Exactly. Get yeah. Closer. Totally. Well, and, and I can't guess that kind of takes us to the solution side of this because we could probably yes. talk about the issues all day. <laughs> yes, we could. <laughs> uh, we do that all day, every day in our clinics. Um, Mark and Steve, available for individual therapy. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, uh, I think the question, you know, where we need to shift to is really what we're asking is we're doing this obviously around with a holiday emphasis, but these are good skills to learn in general in terms of, you know, how do I maintain boundaries in family situations, right? That's what I'm really talking about. How do I take this new way of living that I'm learning, not just in recovery, but even the bigger picture, right? How do I take this new way that these new traditions, these new ways of doing things that we're establishing as a family and integrate those in, in a healthy way with the old longstanding ones, right? In a way that, that minimizes the chaos and the damage and, and all that stuff, you know, where we can. Hey everybody, Mark and Steve here. Are you looking to take your recovery and your marriage to the next level? We work with individuals and couples one-on-one. With both in-person and online therapy options, you have access to the experts anytime, anywhere. To learn more, visit us at tbscpodcast.com. Um, so there's a couple things, right, uh, that uh, that I think we we've got down that we would recommend. Okay, so the first thing uh, would definitely be where possible, we highly recommend dealing with situations that you know are going to come up before they come up. Um, you'd be surprised, and Mark and I do this with clients all the time, how how far a, a, even a brief discussion before going to a family event. Uh, about setting expectations of, you know, how long do we plan to be there, you know, and, and some other stuff that we're going to talk about, what situations might arise, you know, we've done Christmas with, with my side of the family 10 times before, so we kind of know what dynamics are at play, right, what could be the issues, you know, and, and, and getting on the same team with each other and collaborating a little bit beforehand goes a long way to keeping things smooth and kind of as a quote unquote, you know, united front when you're in the moment so that old traditions don't become a divisive factor between you and your partner. Yeah, I love that. You're right. This kind of this tag team feeling. We're going into this family event. We're a partnership. We're together. Let's kind of talk about what, you know, what's gone on in the past, what we might expect and how we're going to deal with it in a healthy way and how we can support each other in that. You know, my wife and I, we, we actually do this all the time now. Um, so as we talk about setting boundaries during the holidays, one of the big ones for us is, is time. Yeah. Before we go into a family situation, especially with me and my extended family is my wife and I agree on a maximum time that we will be there. Sure. Because she knows what will happen if I get there and I get all enmeshed in all of the discussions and what's going on. Now I put on my fix it hat and my therapist to help helper mode. And Mark's going around trying to put out all the fires and the gossip and Oh my gosh, look, he's got a sour look on his face. Let me go see what his problem is. And, and (laughs) and by the time it's done, it's been five hours and she literally drags me out of that house and event like, exhausted. (laughs) And she finally got to the place where she said years ago, she says, I'm just not doing that anymore. Yeah. I I, I take you like a rag doll home and then have to like put you into, you know, recovery for three days from the family event. (laughs) Put you back together. (laughs) (laughs) So we go in with a, with a, with a expected timeframe, you know what? Okay. We're going to spend a maximum of two hours. Yeah. 
And we actually, and I tell her, because this is about getting Ron vulnerable with each other, authentic. I say, you know what? It's very likely that once I get in there, I might lose sight of what we talked about yeah. beforehand. So if you see me getting embroiled in that stuff, you know, come over and just tap me on the shoulder or whisper in my ear, or sometimes we'll have a code word. Like yeah. if I hear you say the word, you know, candy cane, it's, it's intended to wake me up and say, Mark, it's almost two hours and we know what's going to happen if I don't give you a little nudge. <laughs> so, uh, of course, you got to pick up on the signals, right? And not wait till your wife said it 45 times and you look yeah. over and she's got like six of them hanging out of her mouth. Like, you get yeah, six candy canes. Do you get six the hint? Like, <laughs> she's hanging from her ears, right? Like, can I make this any more clear? <laughs> well, and then also being aware of the fact that... Um, because you get into that space of very, very heightened emotion, you may actually find yourself being resentful at your spouse for, for giving you the nudge. Hey, you yes. know, we agreed before it's going to be about two hours. Just expect a part of you may not receive that. Well, you may be, yes. you may get mad at her and say, what, what are you talking about? We're at the family thing. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let me notice that. Look at that. Yes. I just got ticked off. No, no, no. We talked about this beforehand, but that's normal. That mm-hmm. that heavy emotional stuff will put you into a state of mind where <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna be quote thinking in your in your highest or best or right self. Yeah, absolutely. That. Well, and and you have to really be. I mean, this is this is all about uh, you know one of the things that and this kind of brings up the next next topic here, but learning to let go of having to participate in everything together with everyone. Yeah. What a great point. Right. Yeah, I mean, wow. it kind of was a revolutionary thing for my wife and I, we grew up in both, we both grew up in households where like you just showed up to everything together. Like that's just what you do. That's what people have always done. That's what you do. And I remember a good conversation that we had with our therapist at the time who kind of pointed out the obvious and just said, you know, cause we were in the middle of, you know, talking about this one day in a session about how, you know, this is frustrating and hard and here are the reasons why. And a lot of the stuff that we're talking about today. And, and he just looked at us and he just said, why do you have to do that? And we just kind of looked like blinked and like did, did the double take thing. <laughs> and he said, who made that rule? He said, and, and then he said, you know, why does your relationship, right? With, he looked at my wife, why does your relationship with family, right? Have to be the same relationship that looking at me right that you have with family right you're two individual people and you're going to be at different places at different times not just in recovery but in general you know what where who's who made this rule that you know Britain or steve and his wife you know are are this one enmeshed group that has to either show up in totality together or not right yeah yeah. And I think, it, and I think it was liberating because it allowed for some sensitive stuff that we navigated. I know a lot of couples that were work, that that are listening are navigating some sensitive stuff. So I'll get vulnerable here for a second. My wife and I, I may have even mentioned this. So we deal with infertility, and when we first found out about this, to I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, something like that. For those first several years, and even now on occasion, but for that first while. Um, I had a really hard time going to family events on either side of the family. On my side of the family, I was the oldest to get married out of all my siblings. Mm. And they, at the time, were all in the throes of it was like a new baby every year, 
Yeah. And family activities, I got to a point where, you know, with either side of the family too, it was just like, I can only do so much right now because I get over there and I see how happy and excited these couples are. And I'm like having to excuse myself to go to the restroom to go cry. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just so it's painful and it doesn't necessarily even mean that they're doing anything wrong. What they're doing is it's good for them. It's healthy for them, right? It probably works for them. But right now it's not working for me right now. It's bringing up pain and hurt. Now that's kind of more on the individual level, but it applies to a coupleship as well, right? Being able to be sensitive to, you know, where is this relationship at in terms of different topics that might come up that might be sensitive, that might, you know, be, are, are we setting ourselves up by putting ourselves in a situation, you know, laden with triggers without preparing for them, mm-hmm. right? That we don't even, that, that, that we know are hot, historically hot topics for us, right? Are we setting the stage for this to be a happy journey or are we like throwing ourselves into a minefield without body armor and hoping that somehow we come out the other <laughs> side like, okay, you know? Yeah, because after all, it's just the holiday, so let's just charge in. <laughs> It, Not prepared. The, didn't talk about it beforehand. Let's but just, Mark, it's the holidays. <laughs> I know all, all the rules go out the window. I mean, it's the holidays. <laughs> what what happens at Christmas stays on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, this concept of just being really authentic and healthy and in yes. talking about boundaries. It may be that my spouse goes to her family event, just her. Sure. Not Absolutely. me. Yes. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, you now you want to take a really close look at this and make sure that you're not using this as an excuse to go into old habits of avoidance or of course isolation or escape. Mm-hmm. But if you really do have a conversation and and the two of you agree, you know, I just don't think that's going to be a healthy environment for the two of us. How, yeah. how about I just go? Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's perfectly okay, and that's something that you determine you determine between yourselves. Yes. But but I love this thing of, you know, not having to adhere to the old traditions and, and habits and ways of doing things just because they are. They always have been. And so yep, we just always have been, it. you know, now yes. be prepared that when you do this, when you start doing healthy things that are proactive, you probably will get some resentments. You'll get some oh, yeah. actions. You'll get some negative responses For sure, because you're daring to step out of the old mold, the old roles, the old patterns. And there are people who don't like that. Yeah. Why? How come you just can't be the way you've always been? What's wrong with you? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm comfortable with this. Right. So you get out, you get this pushback. And if we're not careful because we want to go along to get along, we can kind of bail on our on what we've talked about with regard to boundaries and new ways of coming at it, we we could tend to want to just let it go. Oh yeah. no, okay, here we go again. It's the holidays. <laughs> let's yeah. let's just abandon what we talked about <clears throat> with regard to boundaries and being healthy. So it, it some of this is standing your ground. Yeah, it's, you know, sticking to your guns, so to speak. And one of the other things, Stephen, I know you. I think you've looked at this as well. I found that I. I could tend to have a lot of expectations going into the holidays oh and extended gosh. family yes. about how it's going to need to go for me to consider that it was a happy time. Yes. You know, all of this stuff that you're hoping will be the outcome. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't, or, it, you know, it doesn't meet that expectation, then you walk away 
instead of renewed and connected and feeling this healing of the holidays, you walk away very disappointed. Yes. And you have to, I found that letting go of those expectations and you can't let go of all of them. I mean, come on, we're, we are human, but trying to, trying to jettison as many of them as I could and just go in open. I'm just going to go and try to be as present in the moment as I can without really expecting much of anything. Yeah. It was so liberating to try, you know, to, and I still work on getting to that place. Well, and I think those expectations, it's interesting because I think back to kind of those days where I was really pulled into codependency in these kinds of situations. And at the time, I think I remember resenting, I think I might've even, not only was the resentment not healthy, but I was resenting the wrong thing. (laughs) I'd be resenting all the other people involved. Why can't these traditions be different? Why is this such a big deal? Why do these people make this big, you know, why does family do blah, blah, you know, the whole nine yards. And what I've come to realize over the years through wisdom and experience and training and all that stuff is, is that really that was kind of a cop out because even though to some degree, there's probably some truth and some validity to this, those frustrations, what I'm really doing is trying to shift responsibility when I needed to be asking myself, why am I not willing to make the changes and be uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Instead of being angry or upset or resentful that everybody else isn't willing to magically mind read me and conform. And, you know, just be empathetic and understanding. I, I need to take it back to just like with anything else in recovery, right? I have to take that back to myself individually, to me and my wife and say, what is going to be best? Like we, we love family. We love our friends that we spend time with. We, but we only have X amount of emotional energy for various reasons to give, right? In X, Y, and Z areas. How do we want to spend that rather than pretending like this is just some unlimited bank account? That's a great way to say that, right? We, we have a limited number of amount of emotional funds within our accounts. How are we going to spend them? Yes, absolutely. Because they're not inexhaustible just because it's the holidays. Well, no. And I think most of us, just like too many of us have been guilty of like overspending and getting the heavy credit card bill in January, you know, on the holidays. I, I have experienced too many and I know many of my clients have experienced too many holidays where January, I was telling you this before we, we started filming, <laughs> where where you get to January 2nd, it's like, oh, thank the good Lord that's over. I know, right? And I hate feeling, I mean, who wants to feel that way? Right. That's, we got that's horrible. We got through that again. Oh, we survived. Thank goodness we got back to crappy <laughs> January where nothing's going on, you know? And and when when you're feeling that, I mean, I everyone everyone wants to get something different from the holidays, but I would say it's a pretty safe bet for most, if not all people, of all the things that we want to or ought to be be, be getting from the holidays, what those holidays are truly about is the exact opposite, right? Being able to recharge and be renewed and excited and, and ready to take on a new year, right? A new year in recovery, a new yeah. year in life. Not a not to start it off with an emotional hangover. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> or your emotional credit card bill that shows that you're, you know, you're at a twenty thousand dollar emotional deficit coming yeah your holidays you're three months overdrawn <laughs> and you can't go do anything with anyone for the next six weeks <laughs> just know. to survive <laughs> yeah and that's kind of the takeaway that we want for all of our listeners is you know sit down as a couple um yes and and if you're not a couple you know with someone close to you uh, that could be family and really dare to talk about 
the opportunity to create perhaps some new traditions. Yes. Some new ways of approaching this holiday season that perhaps we haven't known how to do in the past or haven't dared to do. And, and as you talk about maybe some new traditions or approaches or boundaries that are appropriate, do it with an eye toward how during these holidays can we create more intimacy, more genuine, deep, fulfilling commitment. That's one connection, yes. connection, connection. And how can we come out of this holiday season renewed yeah. and recharged? So what are the things that will help us to, to, to uh, do that in those two areas? Absolutely. Yep. No, I love that. I, I think that uh, I, and kind of along with that is a healthy discussion around just taking a look at, you know, look at your holiday plans. Now's a great time to do this. Christmas is still like a couple of, a couple of weeks off. Christmas day is still a couple of weeks off. You know, I know a lot of us are already thick into traditional type stuff, which is okay, but take a look at, you know, sit down and calendar it out a little bit and through the lens of this discussion, right? Mm. All these things that we're either signed up for or might are looking at doing, is that right for us this year? Right? Because it may not be depending on where we're at in recovery. And that doesn't mean it won't ever be again, but this year, maybe we're not right. These days, again, I can be around family and little, little babies most of the time. And generally speaking, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. It, it doesn't, it isn't as painful, right. But there might be times and seasons and recovery of all those is, is a, usually a season where each of us individually and as a couple, we're carrying huge vulnerabilities. Yeah, and, and among whatever else happens during this time of year at the, the coupleship, the recovery, that thing that you guys have fought so much for, it has to be protected at all costs. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So just, you know, talk about it, be open. If there are things, of course, there are wonderful traditions and, and you just, you decide you're going to participate, but talk about how, even if you do go, how can it be a better experience than ever for you? Yes, absolutely. You know? So, yeah, we, so we, we hope it's uh, it's going to be a, a wonderful connecting and renewing holiday for, for all of you. Steve and I are working on that being that way for us. Absolutely. <laughs> we have to pay attention. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh -oh. yeah. So we uh, love spending time with all of you. Um, that's the final installment in our three-part series. And, and I think next week, Steve, didn't we talk about you and I doing kind of a Christmas episode next week? Yeah. We're, uh, yeah. Next week, it'll be... Uh, it'll be that episode will be popping up on the uh, on the podcast listings you know between our record delay to you know it'll be i think three days before christmas something like so, that so it'll be kind of perfect we're excited it's going to be a lot of fun yeah all right wish the best to all of you and uh we'll talk to you next time have a great day everybody that's all for today thanks for joining us and remember the opposite of addiction isn't sobriety it's connection Together, we can do the impossible. To learn more about Mark and Steve and to listen to more podcast episodes, visit us at pbscpodcast.com. Everything expressed on the PBSC podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. 
It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.